This is Terry Crosby. Andy Steiger. Steve Kim. Welcome to the AC Podcast. On this podcast, we want to help you understand and speak the language of our culture and address questions being asked with intellectual honesty, gentleness, and respect. Thank you for joining us again, listeners. It's great to have you with us again. And uh, Andy, <laughs> Steve, welcome. What does that mean, man? <laughs> Nothing. What was that? Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, right. I you didn't say that, Terry. Glad I, you listeners are here. And then oh. you just looked at me with that blank, <laughs> soulless stare. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to just like jump in or something. I don't yeah, know. Right. No, good to have you here, Andy. Terry, I don't feel it. Really. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad to be here. Guys, uh, this is one of my favorite times of year. The conference is in full swing. We have the information up. Registration is live. And now it's just fine-tuning those details of plane flights and the rest, which is really the domain of Steve Kim. He's the mastermind behind the conference. Got to give it up to you, Steve. Thank That's you right. for all that you do. Every nonprofit needs an Asian nerd behind the scenes doing things. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny because here at Apologetics Canada, when, when something goes wrong, like happened recently with, uh, something always will go wrong online when we start launching the conference. So tickets are now available and we got this comment from somebody that was trying to pay with Google Pay. I didn't even know that was a thing, by the way. Oh. I didn't even... I didn't even know that our our website even allowed for that, but apparently it does, and and was showing some error code. So I told Steve, and and I know things are bad when Steve says, "Listen, this is beyond my pay grade." (laughs) And then when we hand it off, we have this other guy who's a super nerd uh, that does all of our coding and stuff that we need done. And so we send it off to him, and then he said, "It's beyond my pay grade." Then you know, you just quietly move along and deal with whatever whatever issue that is because yeah so listen if you're buying a conference ticket and you use google pay you may have issues but oh, okay every other but we're method, looking into it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're we not are. yeah <laughs> not me somebody else outside there's the somebody out there yeah we've made google aware of this uh but anyway you can you can purchase tickets it's going to be a great conference Really looking forward to it. For those who haven't heard, what we're doing this year is we're celebrating 10 years of of ministry, 10 years of doing the conference, and uh, the theme is Back to the Future. And what we're asking is, what does the future look like? Uh, What are some of the major issues that we need to be aware of and need to be addressing? Which is really interesting because when we started this, when I started this ministry, you know, the focus was what was happening, right? And back then, it was about the number of young people that were leaving the faith. I was listening to Lee Strobel speaking, and he was talking about the number of young people that are leaving the faith, and that kind of tipped me off to, you know, what's going on culturally and issues that the church needed to address at that time. It's one of the reasons why we started Apologetics Canada, why I started Apologetics Canada. And so now here we are 10 years later and looking to the next 10 years and, and asking, okay, what, what are those issues that are going on right now that the church really needs to think about and really needs to begin to address. And I'm excited for this. On top of that, in a couple of weeks here, I'm meeting up with Lee Strobel in San Diego. He and I are going to be discussing this question. So we're also going to be posting that 
as he and I discuss what does the future of apologetics looks like. So that's all on the horizon. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, really looking looking forward to it. It's really hard to believe that it's been 10 years. And, and I kind of look back to my time with Apologetics Canada. It's six years now that I've been with, with you guys. That's incredible. Wow. I've endured you for six <laughs> long. <laughs> long. <laughs> no, the truth is we love having you here, man. But six years. Yeah. But in the first time that I really got to meet you, Andy, and actually talk to you was at your conference, the second conference, I think it was when you had JP Moreland out that year. That was my first contact with you. And so... Which, interestingly enough, I have no recollection of, but I do remember, uh, and you and I laugh about this, I do remember when you and your wife came out to a coffee shop talk I was doing on the Thinking Series. And that's when you and I hit it off and man, things just were like dominoes from that point on with regards to you working with Apologetics Canada. Yeah. All that to say, the conference has a very special place in my heart because of that. And boys, I also have another important update. Uh, I've heard from some listeners that told me that they're excited about the new book coming out, which I just want to give a shout out to you listeners. Thank you for actually listening and, uh, and knowing that, <laughs> that that book that has been talked about for years now is on the precipice of being released. Uh, as an update, it's coming out in September. And in fact, I just received yesterday all their edits to the book. So I have the joys of the next couple of weeks going through all those edits and finalizing things. Is that book... Uh, prepares to be published. Now, just as a quick update for those that have been following with us for a while now, at the beginning, you know that I talked about this book being published as Zombie Culture, but Zondervan didn't appreciate that title, nor the approach that I was going to take because I was going to use zombies more than they thought was necessary. So (laughs) went back and used more historical stories. At any rate, that book now is called Reclaimed, How Jesus Restores Our Humanity in a Dehumanized Culture. Really looking forward to it coming out, and Zondervan actually uh, really impressed with how culturally relevant the book is and uh, how needed it is. So I'm excited to to see that come out. That's super exciting. So next September, yeah, this saying. coming September, this a couple coming months. September feels a couple well, months. I guess it's a ways away. Yet. <laughs> feels close to me. <laughs> All right, well, let's get moving. I have a, a fun and humorous story just to kick things off. All right. There's a man speaks beyond the grave at his own funeral in Ireland. Did you hear about this? No. Wait, no, I did, actually. <laughs> I did. So mourners were left shocked at this voice coming from the coffin. I thought this was weird, man. I read this in the news. I thought this is weird. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to put context to what's happening here, they're all graveside. Yeah. And around. his yeah casket is and his lowering. casket is lowering into the ground when yeah. they hear. Yeah. Let me out. It's dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> Where am I? Well, he uses some other words uh in these phrases, uh, you know, in these sentences, but I'm not gonna say them here. Is that a priest I can hear? This is Shay. I'm in the box. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes on to sing, hello again, hello, hello. I just called to say goodbye. 
<laughs> so it went from there's actually a video you can look online. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, of them standing around and the voice starts, right? Do they look surprised or do they look like they see this coming? Some of them look surprised and they it's kind of like, you know, a, a second or two where people are kind of go, what's going on kind of thing, right? And then people start laughing and and realize that it's, you know, uh, a little something might have to. I haven't seen the vid, but it just sounds weird to me, man. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I guess there was only a couple of people that knew that this was going to go down. Uh, his okay. son, uh, you know, recorded it for him, and uh, so he wanted to it to be, you know, a time of kind of laughter. Yeah, I clear. thought that was okay. I guess that's true. I guess the guy has a good sense of humor. That is a good sense of humor. All right, let's move on. Today we're going to discuss uh, some... Um, celebrities in the news. Celebrity conversions. Yes, I think there's been a number, and most famously, lately, Kanye West. Yeah, I don't know how you guys uh, found out about the Kanye West thing. I found out about it one evening when I came to our young adults night, and I heard some fantastic uh, beats that were being played, and I remember thinking to myself... Wow, that's actually pretty decent for Christian music. So, I'm like, so I, I kind of thought in my back of my mind, I should probably look into who that is. And then in the evening, some young adults told me that it was Kanye West and that he had released a new Christian album and that it was number one on yeah. the billboards. And it was called Jesus is King. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, It was really interesting when I went on to iTunes and I went to go see, you know, which album is number one. And I just see Jesus is King everywhere all over iTunes. And I'm thinking, yeah. this is glorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, I mean, I think this has been a, a journey for him. I mean, some of his older albums reference. Jesus Walk. Is that yeah. what it, it's titled? Jesus. Jesus is one of his uh, albums. But he mentions, you know, God and, and Jesus in different songs in the past albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that his family was Christian at or still Christian? I can't remember now. Yes, I heard that his father... His father, yeah. yeah. There was some influence there. Yeah. So this has been percolating, I guess, for a number of years, and certainly within the last, since January, where he came out with the Sunday services. January of... This year, 2019. Okay, that makes sense. When I began to unpack what was going on, I, I saw some videos back from April. Yeah, the Sunday service thing was developing... But I had I really had no idea because yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's just not something I follow. Yeah. So for me, I really didn't know about any of this until uh, the album. Well, the start of these Sunday services were invitation only. <laughs> right. Very interesting, right? And there was a lot of celebrities that came to these events initially. And they had to sign non-disclosures that they weren't going to say anything about what happened in that uh, service at that time. Now, it would seem that those services were preparation for the album's release, that they were... Uh, Just building things up. Yeah, they were practicing. Yeah. That's my guess. Oh, okay. Okay. I did hear about some of that. There were some rumblings. And then just one evening, I go onto Facebook and just about everybody that was in my circle... They were talking about it, right? And so I thought, okay, something happened here. And understandably, a lot of people were kind of skeptical about it. I'm like, is this for real? Like, is it, or is this, is he doing this just to get attention? What's going on here, right? And also because a lot of people seem to be putting him on this pedestal as somebody to look up to, somebody to, you know, look towards kind of thing. And so um, for me, when I was looking at that, going, wow, like, Yeah, I'm a little skeptical too, but 
considering the kinds of things that he put out before, right? This is such a drastic 180 degree change. I mean, in previous albums, like he, I mean, the guy used to call himself a God, right? So what happened there? And we, the guy used to um, sing about wealth and fame and sex and like all of these things. And he just all of a sudden did a 180. And then when I watched this interview that he did with, I think, James Corden on this uh, airplane yeah, thing or that whatever. that was fun, yeah. right? That was a lot of fun. Instead of karaoke, <laughs> carpool, it was karaoke. Yeah, air yeah. Pool. Airpool karaoke. For me, what really stood out was his countenance. Like, just the kind of look that he had. I, I've never seen Kanye smile so much. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, he used to be always gloomy, always dark. I mean, not just his skin tone, but just, you know what I mean, right? Like, he was just, he had this dark countenance, but now he's just like, he looks happy, his, his smiles lots, and I'm just like, okay, obviously something happened. Either that or he's faking it really well, but I don't think he's faking it. I think it'd be good. On a, you know, on our show notes, we'll link to some interviews that you can see kind of the progression of what took place. But from what I understand, he had uh, a number of things happen in his life that brought him to a moment where he checked himself into a hospital, more or less had a, had a breakdown. He's been diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. And yep. he has mentioned that, that he has those, those challenges. Well, he's had a lot of erratic behavior. You yes. know, over the last, I know that's what always years. makes me. You know, especially we always think of that. Yeah, the the situation that happened with uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift on stage. Yeah, yeah where he yeah. grabbed the Grammy. I yeah, think, that's kind of one of those low moments for for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so he has this moment where you know he's in a hospital and he's an incredibly low moment, and and from what he talks about, that God uses this to redirect his life into, he gets this feeling that he needs to start a church. And then he begins to attend a church out in Los Angeles. We'll post an interview with with this pastor, Adam Tyson, and it's uh, Placerita Bible Church out there. So he begins to attend that, and, and I don't know if it happened during or before whatever a conversion experience, as Kanye says. And this pastor then you know, has been walking this guy through it. And we're talking about a solid guy, a guy who went to Master's Seminary, who's helping Kanye walk through the gospel. What, is it, what does it actually look like from an, an orthodox perspective? And seeing radical change happen in this guy's life. Now, as I've talked about this with young adults, and as I've talked about with this with just people in general, uh, one of the things that just comes up repeatedly is how do you deal with something like this when, you know, a celebrity comes to faith and and now he's touring the country, you know, having these Sunday services, many of them on Saturday, actually. The, it looks like now he's actually attending or doing these things at churches on a Sunday. And in fact, I was looking at one in Los Angeles that had 17,000 people come out to this. This is absolutely comedy to me. People are paying $20 to go to this. So 17,000 people pay 20, over 17,000 pay 20 bucks to go hear the gospel preached. And, and in this interview that I was watching, the guy's like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. He, the, it was hip hop, it was gospel choir, and it was the gospel. In fact, often these things will have a warm up preacher and then the main preacher. And people are, are getting the gospel. So as one interviewer said, one guy who went out to this said, He's like, it's a bit like a 
Billy Graham crusade of sorts. I just think that absolutely incredible. And apparently this 20 bucks that you pay to go has been being donated to charity. So there you have it. Yeah. I mean, this becomes a very public conversion, right? For these celebrities. And I think you see, you know, earmarks of a life change, like you were talking about, Steve. But I think, I don't know, one of the things that really kind of has concerned me, I guess, there's been just statements about this is bringing a lot of focus to Jesus, uh, you know, is king, you know, it's, and that's good. We that should, concerns we should, you? We, in the sense that we don't have a full picture of his exact conversion details right so there's this worry yeah is it going to shine good light on jesus or bad light right. on jesus is that your is that your concern well just uh, just thinking that somebody says any good emphasis on jesus or him as king is good thing you know what i mean yeah but we just i don't know i just i i have to step back a little bit and just kind of go i'm gonna wait and kind of check out the fruit that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And I think that's fair, right? Because we have seen so often uh, these celebrities or even preachers, right, who are really well known and things like that. People put a lot of stock in their personality. And then, you know, sometimes it outright becomes something of a personality cult. And then that person comes crashing down morally, spiritually, that sort of thing. And then, I mean, it's really embarrassing for one as another Christian, right? Watching somebody who is so publicly Christian and then just coming crashing down and everyone outside of the church mocking this guy kind of thing. And so, you know, once bitten, twice shy kind of thing. So when somebody else comes along so publicly, you know, declaring Jesus is king kind of thing, you want to believe that he has truly changed and that this is all genuine and this is going to last or whatever. But, you know, you kind of have to wonder, like, is this going to be another one of those cases where it's misplaced trust kind of thing? So he wants to change his name. I don't know if you guys heard this. No. no. Do you know what his name he wants to change it to? No. Christian genius billionaire. And this has come out in a number of sources. When did that come out? So this is, well, just within the last few days kind of thing, right? Forbes did not name him a billionaire. So he wants to proclaim it himself almost, I guess. Right? Okay. So he he didn't make that list of billionaires. Now he wants to change his name to Christian genius billionaire. It is interesting, even when you watch the James Corden interview in that, he does put some emphasis on wealth and that... Yeah. God's showing off and, and that whole thing. Yeah. I, I do want to give some pushback to you guys, though. I want to give some pushback on this because there is a, some scripture that speaks to this that I think is interesting. The Apostle Paul in Philippians, he's he's in jail. It's one of those prison epistles. And there are people that are coming to faith. And you have to imagine, too, you know, even with the Apostle Paul's life, he got a lot of funny looks when he came to faith and mm-hmm. people going, I don't know about you. You were a Pharisee, you know, you were a persecutor of the church. Now you've become a Christian and people are coming to faith like crazy through your ministry, you know, and people are suspect about Paul. Well, now he's in prison and guards are coming to faith and people are going, I don't know about all this, you know, and what do I think about this? In Philippians 1, 15, uh, this is what we read. He says, it's true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. 
The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Mm. And truthfully, I rejoice with what's happening through Kanye. I don't know his motives. God knows. But all I know is that every time I hear about what's going on and what Kanye's doing, he's preaching the gospel and he's preaching it pretty clearly. And when I, you know, I, the interview with Pastor Adam, the guy gave him clearly the gospel. Yeah. And that's what we hear is being preached. So, man, I go, I don't know your motives. I don't know whether or not it's going to last. I don't know if you're going to crash and burn in a month or two, you know, or if you're going to change your name to something crazy. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that Jesus can use him even in this meantime, and I pray that he does, and that good comes of it. Now, here, I think, is the challenge, though. This is where one of the things I see you guys pointing at, and that is, is that people often want to lift up these Christian celebrities, and instead of putting their hope in Jesus, they put their hope in Kanye or any other number of Christian celebrities that will let them down. I mean... Mm-hmm. People are flawed, and those that are in the spotlight, you tend to see that flaw even more, and obviously the news and media have even more reason to trumpet it out for you to see all of their mistakes. And the most recent that we have uh, seen of a Christian celebrity taking a real face plant is uh, John Christ. Yeah, he's been in the news uh, this past week with a lot of uh, sexual harassments against him. uh, Which apparently go back... Seven years were yes. apparently. Yeah. This has been going on yeah. for a while. Yeah. Well, I heard he came out and basically said that that he has struggled with sexual immorality and addiction yeah. issues. Yeah. And he's been receiving counseling for a while now too. But just the some of the accounts that are coming out, it just sounds really manipulative. I mean, the he's not what you see on TV or Facebook videos or something like that, right? He's got a, a dark side that nobody has seen and nobody would really suspect just by watching his comedy videos. Here's that problem though, right? When we lift up this celebrity, let me just point out, you know, in some of the stuff that's been going online and one of the ladies that brought this forward, I thought it was interesting what she wrote. I was truly blinded by his celebrity status. There were a few moments I thought, hey, this is kind of weird, but the same phrase kept playing through my head that stopped me from leaving. It's okay. He's a Christian. You know, he won't do anything inappropriate. Right. Which, which is absolute nonsense, yeah. right? Yeah, almost yeah, kind of starstruck because they are a celebrity, yeah. right? So and if somebody almost, says, I'm a Christian, oh, well, he must have it all together and you know, he's not going to do anything yeah. you know, inappropriate. Yeah. And somehow we value the faith of these celebrities, more than we just value our faiths, right? Mm-hmm. They are put on a pedestal and and it's almost like this is confirmation that the gospel is correct too because this hot, you know, very uh, person in the spotlight has come to faith and they understand. So it gets very complicated. I do, but don't you agree though at some level, Terry, that when a celebrity comes to faith, there can be a, a positive aspect in that 
because I saw this with an interview of a guy of a kid who went to one of those church services. He mm-hmm. said he came out away from it and said, "Hey, I'm actually more open to this Christian thing now after seeing what's been happening in Kanye's life." Right. And to me, I think there is just definitely something good that can come of that. But I agree with you. There's other people that want to think they want to rest their faith on you know what's happening with Kanye. Yeah, and we have seen over and over and over again. If you do that, just wait. And you'll be disappointed. Right. People are yeah. broken and people are messed up. Yeah. Um, Natasha Crane actually wrote a piece that was just really fantastic um, in the wake of what has been being revealed about John Christ and things like that. And I think this applies to Kanye as well. One of the things that she mentioned was that when we look at Christian celebrities, we often trick ourselves into thinking they're they're somehow like Christian teachers and leaders. They're not. They're just entertainers. They're really laymen, right? Like, But we put them on such a pedestal and we put our faith in these celebrities and what they're doing rather than in the person of Jesus himself, right? And so that was one thing that she was really warning against is remember that these are not church leaders. They're not Christian leaders. They're Christian celebrities. There's a difference. And that's what I'd say about Kanye. He's an artist. Yeah. He has a lot of creative vision for what he, how he wants to get his albums out, what he wants to display in, in doing that. I mean, I applaud that a lot. I mean, I think we need more of that kind of, you know, creativeness. Uh, I, I agree with you. And I think it's important to realize, yeah, you're right, Terry, that he is an artist. He just happens that now to be a Christian artist and he's using mm-hmm. that platform to share the gospel, which again, I'm thankful for. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic that he is using his platform to share the gospel. And I pray that he would be focused on doing that. The challenge is, is man, when you step into that spiritual battle, and I often tell people, I go, listen, you, you're never going to believe in spiritual warfare until you start sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Preach, do a sermon or whatever. Any pastor will tell you, yeah, you want to experience spiritual battle? Hop up on Sunday and share the share the gospel even from a pulpit or wherever it might be or go on a missions trip. You're going to experience spiritual warfare. And so there's a part of me that just prays for this guy because I'm like, man, you just, you just put yourself out on the front lines right. and you will be attacked. It would be naive to think that you won't be. Now, I have a couple of things, though, that I just want to bring up from this that I think is important for us all to think about. And and that is that you are a celebrity to somebody. Mm -hmm. There is somebody in your life that looks up to you, whether that uh, is your kid, maybe it's a spouse, family member, friend, if you're in ministry, your church, Mm. there's a lot of responsibility to that, I think. You are representing Jesus to somebody. And we have to think about how, how well am I doing that? And if I could just speak to listeners right now that perhaps are in ministry in particular, I think this is a really important thing for us to think about. I I thought about this. I even had a dream about it. And that is God's given you a platform and he's allowing you to speak into people's lives and you need to be careful. To think that you're not going to be attacked for doing so is incredibly naive. And I think about John Chris, for example, and my heart really breaks for this guy. Yeah. Because I'm thinking to myself, you have just destroyed your opportunity, your platform. Yeah. Now, I at first thought, you know, he did this kind of overnight making a mistake, but that's how easy it could have happened. Yeah. Could have been an overnight mistake. And you've just absolutely destroyed your platform and ministry to be able to preach the gospel in, in that way. 
Now he did it over a long period of time. I didn't I didn't realize that till later. But you know, in his case, he's a comedian, and now he's going to have to rethink what he's going to do for work and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. But I think about these pastors. I mean, you know, the first two pastors I worked with disqualified themselves from ministry, mm-hmm. and that set a very early reminder to me that it was really important that I walk with integrity and that I safeguard myself because it is that easy to lose your platform and to do as you were talking about earlier, Terry. I mean, you can either use your platform to share the gospel or to diminish the gospel. Uh, Just to add to that too, the fact that it's easy to fall, that we're all fallen beings and that, you know, we have old habits, new habits, whatever. We have this fallen nature and it's just overnight you can destroy your whole platform. You can fall from grace, that sort of thing, right? Not that this excuses us from doing bad things, but as people that are looking up to certain kinds of celebrities and things like that, one thing that we need to remember is that this is not the end of their story, right? Yes, Kanye West, right? Now he's doing this whole thing like Jesus is King and putting out these albums and he's doing some great stuff, but this is not the end of it. There might come a time when he actually falls, what's our response going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be those kinds of people that just, you know, okay, forget about him. I'm going to move on to something else. Because if we do that, then all we've done is we've used him and his celebrity status, and we basically reduced him to his celebrity status. We dehumanized him. We used him, and then we discarded him. What about John Christ? This is not the end of his story. We should hold him accountable, but we should also have grace for him. We should be praying for his well-being. We should be praying for Kanye to continue to do well, and we should pray for somebody like John Chris to recover, right? And what I don't want to do is just use them for their celebrity status, so to speak, and then just discard them when it's not convenient for me. And we use these types of people and different ideas within culture to be relevant, you know, as a church, to show us that we understand culture and we uh, linked with it kind of thing. But what is the church and what is that something different that we present in our gospel? It's not about the person. It's about forgiveness. It's about grace. And we, I think we put these people up higher than we should and just call it, you know, we have, have a relevant Christianity. I, um, I see what both of you are saying. And I think, I think you're right, Terry. There's different people that we're going to have that celebrity status view of. And when they fall from grace, whether that's in your church or in your family, or if that's on the news, we tend then to get angry and then to walk away. And I think you're absolutely right, Steve, uh, with what you're talking about. That's what Christianity is about, is about grace and about forgiveness and about reconciliation. And that's what the gospel is. It's not just people coming to faith. It's people remaining in faith and it's people being reconciled back into relationship with God and with each other, even when they do and will make mistakes. It's kind of interesting. Some of the toughest and most important teaching moments I've had with my, with my children is when I've made mistakes and when I have treated them unkindly or, or whatever it might be in going to them and admitting, hey, I got that wrong. You know, would you forgive me? Can we start again? And modeling, what, what does that look like to have that 
constant desire for reconciliation that I want I want to see my relationship with God, my relationship with people remain healthy. And because we are a work in progress, mm-hmm. it means you're going to have to humble yourself often and say I'm sorry a lot. That's what it looks like to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. But it, it is true though, isn't it? That there often are those people that we we don't extend that too, because as a pastor, I'm, I, I have seen it quite regularly where when a pastor falls from grace and makes a mistake, very much they become stigmatized. It, you, you don't very often you don't see grace and forgiveness extended to those people. I, I think though the, a caveat needs to be made. I think you would agree with this, Steve, that although you've reconciled a relationship and our desires to reconcile a relationship. That doesn't mean that things will go back, though, the the way they were. Mm -hmm. I would love to see somebody like John Chris, for example, get his life back together. I don't know that that means he'll be able to be a comedian in the future, though. I think you're right. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think the same thing for a pastor. I'd love to see, you know, I've and I have seen pastors who have screwed up, receive forgiveness and and grace and come back into, into faith, but they're not a pastor anymore. And that's what I'm trying to get at. That platform was destroyed through that act. That's right. Yeah. Doesn't mean that their faith with Jesus has been destroyed. Doesn't mean that that can't be reconciled. But I guess that was the the idea that I think people who have a platform, if you're in ministry, man, do you need to be careful. Appreciate the platform that you've been given that you're able to minister through and how easily that could be taken through a sinful act, how easily that could be destroyed. Now, I think then... And this is something that maybe I, I don't talk enough about. Uh, maybe you're on the other end of that, though. Maybe you have made some poor choices in your life. And it's one of those moments where you need to see that God still loves you and he forgives you and that there is grace and that you can come back into relationship, right relationship with God and right relationship with people, and you can start again. And that might mean, though, that things are going to look different, though. It also might mean that God might give you a different platform, Right, that maybe the platform that you're now going to have and that you need to walk into, and that could be very difficult, is a platform of humbleness, brokenness, and forgiveness. So, what God's done in your life through that. Yeah, I don't want to come across as you know, kind of uh, bad mouthing Kanye West. He's on a level that I have no idea about. <laughs> I do not have nine albums, and uh, you know uh, the platform that he has. But we want to, uh, you know, continue to pray for him uh, as he goes along in his uh, faith. I pray that you know those around him are well versed in their faith, and that can help him uh, lead him in a right in a right direction. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we'll uh, end it there. And uh, what an interesting topic to talk about, actually. Uh, I enjoyed kind of reading some of the articles out there. But thank you for joining us, listeners. The AC Podcast and Ministry of Apologetics Canada. And we'll come back next week with more things to think about. Mm-hmm.